0: Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I am your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek. Joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Please uh, rate and review the podcast, but most importantly, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. That is the good stuff. So here Big Kurt and I are uh, coming at you. Downstairs athletic, uh, downstairs club. athletic club, um, giving it the old college wo- <laughs> try here, <laughs> I was say both, both licking the proverbial wounds of a rough weekend.
1: I have a, a buddy who just he's one of those guys that wasn't cut out for college and he went to college. He kind of, you know, he he kind of gave a half ass effort and he dropped out. So his saying was always, I gave it the old college try and quit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> uh i had some teammates that let's just say i needed to write papers for them. oh no kidding oh yeah a couple times where it's just like let me just uh let me just touch that up for right you. <laughs> 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 let's i just want to be your buddy on this time around but point being is uh a completely different rabble we're not going to go down but a a individual could be very good at playing football. It doesn't necessarily mean he is scholastically no. gifted. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, there are people that could be plumbers and electricians and, you know, things like that. You know, It's too bad those guys couldn't have that type of schooling for themselves while playing football.
1: See, I never understood that. Like, yeah, why do you have saying. to I agree. play college ball in order to get to the pros?
0: Well, it makes no you sense you don't have to, but.
1: But, like, why do you have to, like, major and why not plumbing
0: that's what i'm saying that why not? that i you should still be able to go to that university but there it would be awesome if there was vocational stuff yeah that you could do if that's what you want let's do. propose that i think we should
1: i'm gonna call mark God. Emmert this when week.
0: are we going to be commissioner of college football they're,
1: they're all everyone's missing out
0: i know all right so first thing we're gonna get into is the weekly Eisman correct yep. okay yep
1: obviously bunch of good candidates always are a lot of worthy ones rodney smith had a great game over 200 yards against a You know, pretty suspect Illini defense.
0: Jonathan Taylor was Jonathan Taylor.
1: Against a very suspect suspect Kent State team. Sean Clifford had a great game. I really like some of these defensive performances by Penn State, by Michigan. But the big performance in the big game was J.K. Dobbins. I think so. Was it not?
0: Yes. Uh Michigan State, I I was told, coming into this game was a type of defense that does not allow very many rushing yards.
1: 56 per game coming into the game.
0: Correct. Uh, So, J.K.
1: broke off 172 on him. Yeah. And a long, nice touchdown there, 7.2-yard average on 24 totes. So, J.K. Dobbins, you get the weekly
0: Eisman. I kind of pointed out at the beginning of the year that I thought he looked like a man-child, that he had – took a step up in the uh, physical maturity
1: Yeah, <laughs> as, He's along
0: his development. Very and
1: Jonathan Taylor-like nowadays.
0: He really kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good – Looks like good, him. All right. So that's it for Eisman, right? So, so we get we into the it. games? Yep. All right. Moving right into the games. Once again, we will do these chronologically, leaving the quote-unquote Big Ten Game of the Week to last. Um, the only team that was idle this week was the Indiana Hoosiers. So first game up – Maryland, 48, Rutgers, 7, the Terrapins with 490 yards of total offense to the Rutgers, 314 yards of total offense.
1: You know, we had mentioned on the last cast that uh, Connor Hayward was, you know, taking his – he was entering the portal after four games, and then we said probably that's the last we're going to hear. Well, until – Shortly before Saturday, Art Sikowski told Coach DiCoco (laughs) that he was sitting out and... Repeat, please. DiCoco. (laughs) Dominic DiCoco. So he sits out, and then shortly before the game,
0: Raheem Blackshear says he wants to sit out too. Yeah. What are the chances both of them come back? Especially Blackshear.
1: Blutarski, 0.0.
0: Both? Both of them? Blackshear to me is... is,
1: Blackshear, he's been out of high school three years now. So he could go pro if he's getting any interest there. But no, I don't see either of them returning.
0: I think he wants to put highlight film somewhere and it will not be in Piscataway. No, I mean, he'll probably play somewhere else in college, but who knows? Right. So once again, a uh, NCAA rule that had good intentions in front of it, but there's always going to be an ugly underbelly. And we, we said it a long time ago. Teams like Rutgers would suffer the most, and it looks like it's going to happen again.
1: Yeah, what a shame! I hated to see that, but you know, this fell this game fell right in line with what we expected. The Hoosier line, Hoosier line, was in full effect here. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Isn't it amazing how different Maryland looks like? Just they look fast and athletic against a team like this. Yep. And then they look just like slow and plotting against a good defense. Yeah. Well, just, just like never you can even... bottle in their speed somehow.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a, a rocket that. Just it, it it's it's either grounded or it just takes off. There's no in between. Um the thing that so I knew that Maryland would score points. I yeah. I thought that would be the case, but probably what surprised me the most, and I know we're talking about the Rutgers offense and then Blackshear doesn't play in the game and all of that stuff, but Maryland is so beat up defensively. Yeah. I was actually kind of impressed that they held Rutgers to only seven points. I thought Rutgers would squeak out at least 17 to maybe 20 some points. I guess I expected game. a little
1: more too. 314 yards. So yeah, they they got their yards just in 20
0: points on the board. Long story short is um people take these things for granted sometimes and what I'm getting at is well, of course Maryland was going to win the game, right? Yeah. But had Maryland lost this game, the 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 proverbial wheels would have flown off the, oh, the this vehicle. Absolutely. Um, they would have been going at a literal turtle speed, if uh, in recruiting and all those things, this was a huge win to get back to get back the the fuel goods uh, uh, back inside the shell. Yeah, so. sitting
1: at three and good, very good inside the shell. Sitting at three and two, so you're you're well on your way to a bowl here. That's still a possibility. You're gonna probably crush the over that that Vegas had set for you at three point five. The Terps had an eighty-yard. Prob- probably, probably. We yeah, just, you got that. seven I don't more know chances. If I'm as confident,
0: yeah, as you are right now. Th- well, I, 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 see three definite losses coming up. I guess. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. That's so, okay. a good point. Yeah. So,
1: probably four potential winnable
0: games. So if if they would have to win three out of those four to get to bowl. To the bowl. now getting the over, over the over under of three point five. I figure they probably to, do that. But even then. It's not going to be easy. No, it's not easy.
1: Because so. one of those is the Gophers. They come here to
0: yep. to play the Gophers, I believe. Yep. They're playing Nebraska's another crossover. So yeah, but the yep. Terps
1: had an 80 yard touchdown pass, 80 yard touch, touchdown touchdown run, a hundred yard return, a 42 yard TD run, a 23 yard TD pass. This was that That's that high flying Maryland offense that we're used to seeing when there's very little resistance against them.
0: And if there's anything that Rutgers can do for an opposing offense, it's put up. Very little resistance. They are the proverbial uh what is it? Get right game. I mean Yeah, they are. It's it's I'm sorry. You know, we are a Big Ten podcast, but this has been ugly. They don't even have a coach right now. Um He was pretty upset about Blackshear leaving. Too. Very much so.
1: I mean he didn't seem too broken up about art. Nope. But he seemed pretty upset about Raheem Blackshear. Yeah,
0: I don't feel bad, or I uh, completely understand. Where you're I completely from with that.
1: understand too. And our, Rutgers' season is obviously over. Yeah, they're just
0: trying to make it to next year. The only thing they're thinking about right now is who's coming in to be our head coach. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that as things develop a little bit. A little but, early now, yeah. but
1: it's only going to get worse. Too. Yeah,
0: I thought maybe this was the game, and I guess I was playing conspiracy theorists in a good way. But maybe like a change in. You know, culture around the program, offensive coordinator out, let's all relax. I thought maybe it would look a little bit different. It looked the same as it's looked all year. It long. looked exactly the same. And with the loss, the Knights fall to one and four. And as Big Kurt said, the Turps move to three and two. Next game up Penn State 35, Purdue seven. Total yards Penn State with 460, Purdue with 104 yards of total offense.
1: This one was pretty much over. At halftime, uh, Penn State scores touchdowns on their first four drives, and that's where it ended right there.
0: And that is – so took the over in this, so this did did not hit. Felt pretty good (laughs) about things when Penn State was uh, scoring at a breakneck speed. If there is one thing – so the general thought process is when you take Penn State to cover the spread – or Penn State to go over, you just have this like security blanket feeling with James Franklin calling the plays. That and he's he, like, yeah. he's gonna keep the, the, the foot pedal or foot on the gas pedal. Absolutely. Um in this case, the one negative thing, like literally I think this is the only negative thing I can say about Penn State right now, is when they get up, they just they just fall asleep. They have zero interest in 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 and I, they did it last week versus Maryland. Yeah. Because that's more of a you know the 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 animosity between the two teams fueled them a sure. little bit more. I don't know. That's it. it I'm so you kinda, don't feel a
1: killer instinct from them quite. Yet. I
0: wouldn't say that. I would just say they just get they complacent. Have bigger. Yes, they have. Yeah. They have. Their eyes are on a much bigger prize, and winning forty nine to three versus Purdue um, just it, just it just does not interest them.
1: Well, I was gonna cut go a little bit the opposite. And say that I was kind of proud of Purdue. I very just thought so. that it I, this very much looked to me like a sixty three to seven game, and it ended up just being thirty five to seven. They never gave up. You beat me to it. Okay, but now with with that said, how can you be this bad at running the ball, even against Penn State? Penn, man, they're just down. I know so they're good, they're but down lineman. Well, I'm. They've talk- Penn 200- State.
0: Penn State's really, really good, but uh, I mean, it is the. It's the perfect storm. Penn State's defense versus a banged up Purdue offensive line with no running backs. I mean,
1: I- but they have people with four
0: limbs that can fall forward
1: <laughs> and they have 243 ushing yards on the
0: year. Yeah. My other guess is that Jeff Brom just doesn't give a bleep he knows that the only way they're actually he he doesn't want to make a game look respectable he wants to win the game yeah and so to him if he's got to throw the the dice out there and risk a 62 to 7 loss because he thinks that's the best way to get the win is just by chucking the ball around he's going to chuck the ball around I guess I'm just really disappointed at at their
1: offense overall right now I don't injuries youth give me all kinds of excuses you want there's no excuse for being this bad at running the ball
0: and I guess I'm going to let them play the excuse. Like, okay. This is, is like, this is historically bad as far as injuries that they're dealing with here. I mean, they are down to, there was a gigantic gap between upperclassmen and underclass. They are completely, you know, uh, uh, yeah. dominated by underclassmen yeah. right now. And this is, it's tough to grow up against big 10 competition. Well, like this. Uh, yeah.
1: Against Penn state, especially. And speaking of Penn state, there's this team. I I like what you said about they they kind of get a little complacent. And that maybe work on that. But this team is looking. They're rounding into form, and I, I think they can challenge Ohio State.
0: And if you really want to get uh, squirmish, if you are a um, non Penn State fan, look at how many touchdowns have been scored this year by freshmen and sophomore. It's something like eighty percent of their touchdowns. They have thirty offensive touchdowns. Twenty or twenty-eight are scored by underclassmen, <laughs> so even higher than eighty <laughs> percent. Yes. Uh, by the way, Sean Clifford, twenty of twenty-nine, two hundred sixty-four yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, the human joystick was doing human joystick things. Again, this is a fun team to watch. Um, I would say they they still need to keep developing because they they still have a step to take up to get to the top competition sure. league, which is Ohio state. Let's, another, another thing to point out, Penn state is the only remaining FBS team hmm. that not has not allowed more than one touchdown in any game. That's and, incredible. And
1: in one game allowed zero. Correct. It's, this is
0: what, what else can you say about these guys right well, now? Well,
1: You can say that they had
0: 10 sacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> That's insane. I know it. Um, let me say this. Uh, I I don't know how much you did, but I got on James Franklin a little bit for that post game speech last year versus Ohio state. Yeah. Um, Maybe I need to walk that back a little bit. Maybe he was ahead of us in that the upperclassmen in those games and last year that were dropping balls and not coming up with plays. Maybe he was sending a message like guys, this is not good enough. Sure. We want to be one of the very, you know, five or six very best teams in the country. And it inspired the younger people to step up and, and perform like they've been performing. They look inspired. Right. I'll say that. Yeah. And for Purdue, season's over. It's getting pretty close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Pack it in. With the loss, Purdue falls to a very disappointing one and four. The Nittany Lions are at five and oh. Next one up. Barnburner here. Wisconsin, 48. Kent State, 0. They were neither golden or flashy. Yet again, the Badgers with 520 yards of total offense to Kent State's 124. Good job, Kent State! You got over the century mark for yardage. It actually kind of surprised me that yeah. they had that many yards. Yeah, I up pretty the impressive.
1: Um, kind of went exactly how was we both called it here. Yeah. We, we we said we both liked Wisconsin to cover, but we did like the over because yeah. we we thought they might score a little bit more. Um, yeah, whatever. This is. The beat goes on here for Wisconsin. I actually like the under. In Did this. you like the under and, and in this one? Hit, okay, Yeah,
0: I, because I thought the score would be 45 to 6 uh, because uh, Wisconsin would just start pulling players and just get sure. out of there, which is essentially how it went down. I thought yeah. maybe Kent State would eke out a touchdown or a couple field goals. They didn't even get that much. Jonathan Taylor, 186 yards, rushing four touchdowns, also added a receiving touchdown. So Jack Cohn goes back to being Jack Cohn. 12 of 15, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Um, we still
1: need to see him do this against a good team.
0: Well, Don't this we? is the thing. is It's easy to know what the game plan is going against the Badgers offense. It's to limit the rushing attack and Jonathan okay. Taylor and, and have uh, Cone consistently beat you. The problem is almost nobody's good enough yeah. to force Wisconsin into right. playing even somewhat left-handed they they have been playing with their dominant right hand all year long and it's going to take a while till we they run into one of those teams so
1: speaking of Penn State scored on their first four possessions all touchdowns Wisconsin scored touchdowns on their first seven possessions
0: and that's what was making the uh under a nervous play for me because I was like they are because here's the thing that you get when you look at Wisconsin and you have the under in this case what do so? What do teams do when they're they're packing it in? They just run the ball. Well, they, that's what Wisconsin does in the first half right. when they're trying to run up the score. Right. So even if you you know you pull out Jonathan Taylor and you got Groshek or some four yeah. string, they're, they're still blowing the other team off the ball and they're getting right. 17 yards a pop rushing. So it, you know what I mean? It doesn't wind up being a a, a good thing when you want them to slow down. Um, and then the defense again i don't know it's i swear to god it looks like with that 3-4 defense that they have got 12 people on the field
1: yeah it is pretty amazing isn't it um
0: another shutout another another shutout, shutout. yeah this is incredible we we are looking at if if michigan just didn't have those late meaningless fourth quarter yep. points they they would not have they would they would be completely shutting everybody out that unbelievable they this, the, and well, this and is, Northwestern. Northwestern. I forgot. This that.
1: is another team that could they could catch Ohio State on the right week. And win. If they could, yeah, yeah, they could.
0: I mean, if Wisconsin runs the table, they're going to the college football playoff. That is the sure. question. Of course, yeah.
1: And Jonathan Taylor for Heisman, absolutely. Right now, I mean, I know it's absolutely just he State.
0: deserves it. Do you think he'll get a shot? No, I don't the think problem. they'll give him a shot. I feel the same way.
1: No, yeah, unfortunately, I think
0: it is going to take them being. Twelve and 0, 12 and one. Yeah, you know. I mean,
1: just with the names, Jalen Hurts, uh, tr- Trevor uh, Lawrence, and Tua Tagovailoa, it's going to be hard to just beat those names, those yeah. entrenched names. Yeah, that's what I think so. And too. Jalen Hurts, Oof.
0: yeah, Man. he looks pretty dang good. I think that uh, Riley guy, and in... he might be okay. He might, they he might, they might be, a, be, they he might he have found develop, something there with that guy. <laughs> so the Badgers with the win move to five and zero. Into the afternoon games, the Minnesota Golden Gophers forty. Illinois, 17. The Gophers with 487 yards of total offense to the Illini is 248. Do I uh, sit back and get my eyebrows singed here? Or how how do you about – let's start
1: with a positive.
0: Let's start with Minnesota. This was
1: a good uni matchup, I thought. Yes, it was a good uni matchup. It
0: just looked crisp. I mean, I'll never – Completely love Illinois you Neither will I until I have the Illinois-, Illinois on the side of the helmet. And I know you're not even a big mm-hmm. fan of that, but no, I can tell you one thing: Twitter is. I'm not alone in
1: that. I know, but it just doesn't Tanner do Morgan, anything for me.
0: Nine of seventeen, 155 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Rodney Smith, 24 carries, 211 yards and a touchdown. Um, Janet- I'm sorry. Shannon Brooks, Shannon too. Brooks he broke 100 too. yards
1: yep. I that's what I wanted to start out with is it was great to see that duo back and both Correct. performing well and healthy and all that I'm really happy for gopher fans there Tanner Morgan made a couple yeah not so pretty, good. pretty huge yep. errors but other than that was efficient yep uh the Gophers they're not overly impressive as a team this is just Illinois but they're five and0 yeah and this team knows how to win you and you got Three more winnable games coming right up after this.
0: Yeah, so uh we're recording this on Sunday night. They were ranked twenty fifth in the coaches poll, but were twenty-sixth in the AP. Yep. Um Gopher fans are kinda I would say about half of the Gopher fans are like, I don't care. Let's win the next game, anyways. The other half are pretty much, you know, up in arms and believe they should be ranked. Let me help them out a little bit. Who cares where you're ranked?
1: It's all going to shake that, out in the
0: end. I don't completely agree with that. Um, it is a sh- it is a sign of respect or a slap in the face when a team like Minnesota is not ranked. If you want to look at some BS, there's two teams. The number one that's easy one that's easiest to point to is Texas A and M. Of course, they're three and two. One of their wins was barely over an absolutely abysmal Arkansas team, mm-hmm. and their other two wins were Sisters of the Poor North and Sisters yep. of the Poor South. Another one too look up Wake Forest. Wake yeah. Forest is an equal 5 and 0. They're in the shit poor yeah. ACC. Look up their wins. They're abysmal.
1: Okay, let me try to put it another way. You're being overlooked. That's a good thing. If nobody's taking you seriously and this is a, this is a dangerous team. I'm not, not they don't have the same talent as Iowa. They don't have the same talent as Wisconsin. But those teams better watch out. If you're not in your game, well, they're you play way closer
0: them. to a talent level of Iowa. Um, I mean, it's if there's a difference between the two, it's it's minimal. OK, um, um, I would say that the con- consistency is still something that plagues this team. Um, they should have actually beat Illinois worse than they did. Yeah, Um um, but it, I, so I hear what you're saying, you know, to go back to the rank stuff. Um, I just know this much. If I was a gopher fan, I would be pissed as myself. Um, I, I think they should be ranked in front of any of the, you know, like you look at Boise state strength of schedule. Sure. It's like twice what Minnesota, I mean, any yeah. of those group of five teams for the most part, you know, it, it, it's just crap to me. And then there is a thing about when you are ranked. So when you're playing, you, you get bumped up in the TV schedule. If you're ranked and if you wind up playing another ranked team, you get bumped up even higher because that's the matchup they want to put on TV. It does play a little bit in recruiting Um, when they show a stat. Minnesota hasn't been ranked since blah, blah, blah. You get to take that stat off of the page if your team is ranked. So I I will always steadfastly say when people say rankings don't matter, I say you're not seeing the big picture okay
1: so if you end up the 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 season ranked 19 instead of 16 who really cares no
0: I'm not saying that's a big deal but finish the season ranked 19th or not at all is well that's a big deal okay sure so that's what I'm saying okay but good job Gophers you finally got the complete game easy cover okay Have,
1: have you ever heard of a team scoring two defensive touchdowns like that and getting blown out
0: it's very rare that that would happen.
1: It, it's almost like it's impossible. Like maybe there's only one team in the
0: country that can even pull that off. Maybe not one, but a handful of very teams. Very few. Yeah. So what is... Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought maybe with us recording late here on Sunday night, there would potentially be news breaking out of Evanston. but Out heard, of Champagne. Uh, champagne, excuse me. It's
1: not going to happen soon. Okay. If it happens, it'll be towards the end of the season. But what we're seeing here... First of all, this is a team coming off being idle. They had two weeks to put this game plan together. This was just bad. It's bad coaching all around. Even Lovey Smith in his postgame presser, he basically, his. they were asking, what what is going so wrong here on defense? And he basically said, it's tackling, which is coaching. Isn't that um, just coaching? It's a combination. Plus of coach, talent plus coaching. But they're not that untalented where they can't, tackle another player then you go to offense they scored three points in offense on this game I mean
0: not and disrespecting got, they, the Gophers and, but and again th- I think what you're getting at for both sides is they have more talent they have, than what they're showing
1: they have enough talent to make a bowl game they just simply do it's that easy The okay they're a running team right first of all it's raining you only run for 91 yards you have Reggie Mother freaking Corbin. He touched the ball 14 times. What? What? what am I crazy? No. That, that doesn't seem like a solid offensive game. And plan not that here.
0: Minnesota is a, you know, a wet, you know, pep, uh, paper yeah, towel. Yeah, but they haven't shown been... that they're a force. Correct.
1: They can't run the ball until they play Illinois. 332 yards well, rushing.
0: And I was, was going to say the other side of it. Uh, Minnesota's got an, a pretty good rushing defense, but not great point being is yeah. it's not like you're going up against a Michigan State brick wall where you shouldn't commit to the run and help your quarterback out and I don't know it just it's it's not a good game plan.
1: They're still committing penalties. Eight penalties again. They do eight or 10 penalties every game. It, it, and to you know back to your your comment about breaking news. It's going to happen. He he's we've established that this is just not working out. For whatever reason he cannot coach college kids to do things that they're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, I uh tackling I'm sure has something to do with it, but I still feel like it is a lot of indecision by the back seven on where they're supposed to be. That's what I see when I watch okay. when I play defense. That's
1: Lovey kinda said no, that's not what's going on. I
0: I guess I just don't know if I agree with that. Because okay. I think to me if he says that, that is flat out saying I'm doing a bleeping horrible Maybe. Of coaching,
1: but yeah, uh, the season's over. Love is over, and what's next? You know, any Illini fan, if you're left out there listening, you may want some nugget of wisdom from Big Kurt as to what what do we do next?
0: Hell, if I know, <laughs> that's, that's I got a, nothing for sorry, you, man. I didn't mean to. I'm not. La- I'm laughing with you. I'm and
1: let's laughing. say we get lucky and strike it rich and hire someone good. It's gonna be three or four years before they get us into a bowl game, so it's like reset that clock. Oh, all right, guys, maybe in four years we can do it.
0: We'll talk more about this probably towards the end of the year, but I don't know if I completely agree with that. I would say the biggest thing is retaining oh, the talent. Well, see, that's, because if you got the if there. you got a, I'm gonna say it, a Matt Campbell-like coach that would come in, there's enough talent here that
1: because they're I've, they're basically losing nobody. That's I mean, very saying. few. That's what I'm saying. Very few players. If so, you
0: can get the right coach to come in, I honestly think the product on the field could look better very quickly.
1: So on Twitter, at seven natty champs, Gopher fan, big Gopher fan, was at the game and he was DMing me and he said, so Peters got rattled pretty good. He got knocked out of the game. Brandon Pierce, which, by the way, I've been waiting to make a joke about this, right? Here's my headline A line I peter out with Peters out. <laughs> <laughs> Again. I like that. <laughs> thank you and there's the double reference of their peter being out because they're humiliated um but anyway he got he got rattled pretty good and yeah. he said he was right at the tunnel that peters came through he said he had like a blank look in his eye like he was a he zombie had the, he had the vietnam he said yard stare. he said the cheerleaders the gopher cheerleaders had their hands over their mouth because they were horrified oh. at how he looked so he goes i after seeing that i can't imagine he's playing next week Yikes! So we're we're hoping maybe Juice 2.0, but he didn't make the trip. And he's injured thought, again.
0: And you thought maybe you were saying before the couple days before the game that coming maybe off this was being the game. Idle, yeah. maybe they would have a couple sub packages with him doing stuff, and he's not healthy. Either. He's
1: he's injured, which tells me probably he'll never play a meaningful down for Illinois because he's been injured twice already this year, and he's a highly touted recruit. So that's what happens to us. With
0: the win, the Gophers move to a. Very proud, five and zero, and the Illini fall 2 two and three. Next game up, Nebraska thirteen, Northwestern ten. You would think this would be the low-scoring game of the weekend. No, sir, you were wrong. Nebraska with three hundred and nineteen yards of total offense. Northwestern with two hundred and ninety three.
1: Yeah, we kind of had a couple games that were like throwbacks to the nineteen seventies <laughs> Big Ten that,
0: or throw ups.
1: Yeah, another way three of it. yards in a cloud of dust.
0: Um, three yards in a cloud of dung. Um,
1: yep. Yeah. So Northwestern, <laughs> this is just what they do, right? Yeah. They muck up a game, right? They find they found a way to stay in this game. And have a chance to win it. Yep. With nothing offensively, Aiden no. Smith is their leading passer and, and their rusher, leading rusher in this game. Correct. Nothing against Aiden Smith; he's not the most athletic guy out there. If he's your leading rusher, you've got a problem. But they did run for 157. Yep. Which is better than they've been doing. Yeah. So I'll give them that. Uh, N- Nebraska just looks lackluster.
0: Well. It, it was a lackluster just game in general, but you have got to give Nebraska credit for they, they were forced into the ugly Bush yeah. or whatever that Northwestern the, that they would have lost last year. Yeah. They would have lost this game last year, uh, but they pulled a couple twigs off that ugly Bush and they knocked it back in Northwestern and beat them in their own game. I mean, you kind of did, them, didn't they? I mean, you got to give them credit with that. The other thing too, I mean, this, Beginning of the year, if if what I'm going to say next would have ever happened, we would have thought this would have been the biggest news to ever come out of Lincoln. Adrian Martinez is hurt. He went out of the game. Yep. All speculation right now, but some sort of hyper-extended knee, something like that it looked like. Uh, but Noah Vedrill came in and looked good. He Nebraska fans got... Excited because he threw a long pass yeah. that was completed in the game. I mean, but he didn't but, have
1: a whole lot of stats. It wasn't no, like, he
0: didn't have a whole lot of stats. He only attempted five passes. Um, but really, I mean, before that, Adrian Martinez went out of this game thirteen of 20, forty-four, one hundred forty-five yards passing, no touchdowns, no picks, and he only added twenty-six yards on the game. There was nothing there for Adrian Martinez. No before he went out with an and, injury.
1: And part of that is just credit to the great Northwestern defense. But I just thought that we'd see more from Adrian Martinez a share. And I just I'm was
0: completely wrong on this game. I was com- – this was my lock. Which, what did you think? W- this, I, I, I thought Northwestern would wind up with about this many points, 10 or 13 points. I thought, thought Nebraska would three more touchdowns on the board. I well, just thought this would be a You situ- know what they
1: needed? Three more Wandale Robinsons.
0: Let's give that kid some credit. Yeah. He he is a wee little man, but what he lacks in size, he makes up with toughness and heart and so
1: not only was Adrian Martinez out, but JD Spielman was out. JD Spielman So they were down by down Bull weapons Washington, and he took over.
0: Yeah. He was their the number one reason they won that yeah, game. Without along him they with, don't win it probably. Along with I would say the Nebraska defense, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to it, but Part of the reason was because they were going against the Northwestern. Yeah. Off. I mean, this is a, it's this a is bad. This could wind up being a historically bad big 10 offense. Do you know that they are? So, so I would say how awful would it have been if Northwestern put up 28 points and won this game? Oh, sure. That would look horrible for the Nebraska. Defense, Absolutely. So. At home too. Right. So at least they responded with enough to, you know, keep Northwestern to 10 points. I
1: was browsing the S and P plus today. Northwestern is number six defensively, and they're like hundred and sixteenth offensively.
0: They're six defensively. Yeah, that's higher than I thought. I that's know, higher than I thought.
1: I, I'm impressed.
0: Yeah. Um. There's a couple fan bases that can say this. It, it gets, you're proud of your defense as a Northwestern fan. Sure, but, but then you
1: feel like it's being wasted.
0: Correct, and it's agonizing when. I don't don't know what's more frustrating because I don't have much experience on the other side, but I guess it would be horrible just watching your defense be a proverbial sieve over and over and over again. That would be frustrating, but I swear just a notch higher in the frustrating scale is consistently watching an offense that can't do crap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, okay, if you had to choose one, you have a really gangbusters offense, but you give up as many points as you score and you're about a 500 team or you have an awesome defense with a crappy offense, you're also about a 500 team
0: probably. Which but one would you
1: rather have?
0: I think a lot of people would choose the gangbuster offense cuz it's just yeah. more exciting to right. watch and you always feel like you got a chance to, you know, to win a I game. I think so. So, yeah, um again, tough tough game to watch um a uh, little bit. Wandale Robinson was literally the only exciting thing that was happening. He, that's why game. I woke up every time. <laughs> but, oh, Wandale again. But it is crazy to me that, again, Adrian Martinez went out of this game, and you would have thought, like if somebody would have told Nebraska fans six weeks ago that Adrian Martinez was going out for a week or two, yeah. you would have thought Nebraska Twitter would have melted down it's, I don't know. It's not, it's kind of, they're kind of taking it in stride. They're I don't like, know.
1: Let's see what this withdrawal guy can do. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, it's kind of crazy to me, but that's what we're at. So with the win, the Cornhuskers move to four and two, the Wildcats drop all the way to one and four. Our only evening game, Ohio state 34 Michigan state, 10 Ohio state with 529 yards. Of total offense to the Michigan State Spartans, 285. Well,
1: we were wondering,
0: how would Justin
1: Fields deal with adversity? Yeah. He saw some adversity. He did. And he, I, I'm i impressed. He stepped up and played pretty well. He never, it was a rough One first pick. quarter. One pick. One pick. He threw his first pick. But then they busted out in the second quarter. So he they went seventeen, a of uh, seventeen to twenty-five, two
0: hundred and six yards, two touchdowns. Um, he also added sixty-one yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, so here is the deal, okay? Um, Ohio State has played a lot of good teams. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Miami is the only bad team, they right? Played. And they're not abysmal; they're just not very good, right? Cincinnati just beat UCF. Again, I know this is transitive property stuff, but the fact of the matter is it comes down to the win-loss record. And this is the first
1: game that's even been competitive in any way.
0: The point I'm trying to make is Michigan State is a good team. Of course they are. This is probably right around an eight-win team. Yeah. This is what – and they've got a great defense. They still have a great defense. This is what Ohio State just did to a good team.
1: 323 yards rushing is what they just did to this team that averages only giving up 56 a game up until this point of the year.
0: Um all the talk in the preseason was probably around three offensive lines, Michigan, Wisconsin and Iowa. Um both those all those lines are showing signs of good things. Sure. The best offensive line in the conference right now, it's it's with Ohio State. It is. And they they, they it, have what I remember is when we were breaking down Ohio State, I was chuckling because I was listing out just the the absurd talent that they had.
1: Yeah, but the youth as well.
0: Correct, and just inexperienced. They're, yeah, they're they're very good, and they're they're rep- incredibly good. Yes, and yeah. I just
1: can't believe that they have been good from day one of the season too.
0: Now, one thing I would say is their best offensive tackle went out of this game with an injury, Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll have to see uh, if he comes back. Um, And then another thing that I would like to point out just in general, this is an APB that I want to put out to all Big Ten coaches listening to this podcast, which which is zero. But if if any of them wind up listening, what in the hell are you doing by still having your star players out in some of these games? This game was – I it was I know it was at least twenty seven to ten, but I think it was thirty four to ten deep into the fourth quarter. I mean, basically that was yep. the the score the entire fourth quarter. Yep, under by the way, which is beautiful. Nice. Um, um, Always go under Michigan State. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields and Brian Lewerke were still out, and Chase Young. Yeah, was that still is weird. Playing in this game. How many, like, how many minutes left like, would you five say? Five minutes left in the game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I have seen this going. Nebraska did it last weekend with Adrian Martinez when the game was decided. Like, yeah. it, I, I was done it a bunch. Like, I like. Wh- why are these coaches doing this? I don't know. Like, I understand it's, it's college football, but when you get down to, you can tell there's only going to be two or three possessions left in the game. I don't know. Who, but, cares? That yeah, blew who me. cares? And by the way, Chase Young got, he like, Kind of got a little dinged, yeah, but he was fine. I think he just got of sure. like. But
1: I don't know. so, if Michigan State had started a little bit cleaner in this game, it could have been much more competitive for at least deeper into the game. I think Ohio State still wins it, but there's a couple big lot of his penalties or just yep. miscues, turnovers, and then Brian Lewerke missing that second quarter pass that was just wide open for a touchdown. Yep. If they had just played a cleaner game, which they usually do, this would have been more exciting. But it was pretty much over by but third quarter.
0: But if these teams play 50 games, how many does Ohio State win?
1: 45, 47. Yeah, Yeah, somewhere somewhere around there. there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the point I'm trying to make is I I was uh, following Ohio State Twitter, you know, quite a bit second half and after the game. There were some Ohio State fans upset with the performance, but there was a number of Ohio State fans were like, shut up. I'm glad you brought that up. But I want to give the other – Ohio State fans credit. They're like, this is a good team with a great right. coaching staff. And you just beat how- them by
1: 24 points. Correct. Right. Well, you're not going to beat everyone 73 to nothing, especially a defense like
0: this. Right.
1: I mean, I've, you if anything. Be, that
0: should be, that was about as good as you would have thought it would have wound up being. I'm
1: glad you brought this up because I wanted to say that for me, I am. I feel even better about their playoff chances after seeing them play Michigan State than before it.
0: But you know what? Another thing too, Michigan State, they they did they move the ball. They did. They they they, like as much crap as their offense gets over and over again. Overall, I think you should be a little bit happy with how your offense Uh, against an awesome Ohio State defense. Right? I mean, I thought there was positives to pull out of both of uh, these these teams after this game. So with the win, the Buckeyes move to 6-0. and As our friend Dustin Schuette pointed out, w- something to note, they're bull eligible now. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I deal. was really concerned yeah. that Ryan
1: wasn't going to make one in his first year. Hey, speaking of, before we move on, I know it's really early in his career, but can we give a hand to Ryan Day and what a great job he's doing? Yeah, it's insane. It, is the coaching better right now than it was under Urban? It's
0: better right now. Right now, it is, right? But something that I would like to point out to people is that it is still six games into his tenure. And nobody's had a he, chance
1: to, like, you know... They
0: haven't had any team dissension yet. They haven't yeah. had coaches defecting, you yeah. know, where he's got to replace them. And he knows exactly what's happening inside that program. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, let's give it... So I, I, I have know. actually heard people like... You know, will Ryan Day take this further than where Urban Meyer took? It's going to be hard to do. Like just do you, like look at Urban's record versus Michigan yeah. in the in the conference. What like, was it? They've lost his like bowl record was just insane. Like
1: four out of their last fifty-five home games or something like something that. Something like they've that. They've lost or yeah. three maybe.
0: And then the other one too. Uh, Urban's record in one-score games, it was like. It's like it was like fourteen and two or something hmm. like that. I mean, just something crazy yeah. as well. So the point I'm trying to make is, yes, Ryan Day deserves all the credit in the world for what he's doing right now. But we are still it's early. pretty early. Let's give him a little bit more it's time early. before we, uh, you know, put him all on right, the mount the rushmore. Coif. And the Spartans fall to four and two with the loss. All right, last game up, I guess, because we have to talk about it. Michigan ten, Iowa three. Michigan with 261 yards of total offense. Iowa with 267. I don't know. Thoughts? My first
1: thought, it's going to be a little hard for me to do here. Okay. You know how I love to admit when I'm wrong, right? Yeah. I have to apologize to Michigan It's <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. I just had no faith in them going into this game. I just didn't feel like the team was going in the right direction. And, all you know, my, I had my little rant about them being – the most underachieving team in the conference but they beat a good Iowa team and they i know it was only 10 to 3 but boy they they kind of beat him like a drum didn't they
0: the performance by the michigan defense amazing. was amazing incredible and at so, least i i hope it was i'm glad you brought that up don brown don
1: brown i owe you apologies well yeah i said i'm not scared of don brown uh you, you, you should you, be scared of Don Brown in this You know
0: game. uh you know when you should be scared of Don Brown is when he is mixing up zone and man coverages. Yeah, that can get pretty scary. That is what he was doing pretty much this entire game. Um the Iowa pass protection was as putrid baffled as baffled could yep. be. Um Nate stands and and what what does Iowa never do? Turn the ball over Turn over or make what? mistakes,
1: penalties. They did Those, it all. They did all of it. They did all, all the all. above. Check, check, check. check.
0: And, um, you know, if, if, uh, if string theory is a thing and if people don't know what that is, that means there's an infinite amount of, uh, probabilities and, you know, lives and universes that are out there. I would love to know what that game would have looked like if we just didn't start out with a fumble on the very first carry. of okay. the game. I swear to yep. God, it, and I could be just reading into this more because, you know, I'm an Iowa fan and I wear a tiger hawk on my sleeve, but um, it just set a a ominous tone to the offensive sure. play calling. Um, I think it kind of got our number one running back, you know, his head out of there. And I just I don't want to put personally too much of this on Nate Stanley because I don't really know who would have looked good behind yeah. what he was up against. For, okay, so he had a pass rusher in his face. He did the entire game. He
1: absolutely did. So you're blaming more of his performance uh, on the offensive line.
0: I would say mostly offensive line with definitely a touch of play calling.
1: Now I, there's and Nate
0: Stanley. I'm not getting him. He's not getting out of this. Sure. God but there's
1: record. some stat out there about his record against top whatever. Yeah. It's, bad. It, it's bad.
0: It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, crazy thing. 23 of 42 for 260 yards. I'm dead serious. I think he might've been the better quarterback in this game, even with the three picks. Shea Patterson, 14 of 26, 147 yards in a pick. He had a couple scrambles that were okay. Is he, he the lesser quarterback, or is there
1: an issue with maybe the offensive scheme and play calling?
0: The play calling. Because notice I did not apologize to Josh Gaddis. No, the play calling by Michigan was awful. Awful. Yeah. They had the ability to run the ball in this game, and they just, they just didn't do it. I don't know what they're doing, play calling. No, and I've gotten to know um, Michigan Twitter by my Kay. new friend. Ian oh yeah, Wright. That's right. Um, so I've kind of gotten into the fold a little bit. What are his thoughts? Um, did he, he did you very talk after compl- the game? We just a little bit. Okay, yeah, but he was very complimentary of Don Brown, which he sh- he should have been. Yeah. Uh, um, but there is Jim Harbaugh came out after the game and said that we took big strides offensively and no, they didn't. What are you? How do you even say that? I don't know. And Michigan fans are rightfully so telling him to cram that quote right down his throat. Ne- point I'm trying to make is I didn't think Michigan fans were being disrespectful. They were just saying this looks awful. No, n- neither one of these fan bases walked away feeling good on, on the game. Probably not.
1: So obviously Gaddis is not going to be around next year. Sure seems to be the case. Yeah, I mean, so what are they going to do? Is he going to revert
0: back to Harbaugh offense? Do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. You got to watch how this. Got to uh, see how many
1: games they lose because I can't um, see him.
0: But it, a poll that was put out on Michigan Twitter was what is holding back the offense more, and the two choices were Shea Patterson or the play calling. It was split almost right down the middle. I chose Shea Patterson in the poll.
1: I think I'm going to choose the play calling.
0: They're both bad. They're both And terrible. I know I just I started out with talking about the play calling. They're both bad. But sometimes I wonder if it's tough to call plays when you have almost zero confidence in what your quarterback can do. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, he's is it safe to say as far as a – was he a five-star recruit?
1: Yeah, I think he was the number one – he was considered a dual threat, I believe. And he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country.
0: That ain't it, boss. No, uh,
1: uh-uh. he ain't. He's he's definitely not that good. Now, speaking of bad, one. Yeah, one yard rushing by the Hawks. One single. And they rushing pretty much. And yard. a lot of
0: that was in in sacks. Sacks, obviously. I, I mean, know. Because I mean, there was gotta, there was eight sacks. So yeah. I mean, there was running backs with yardage, dude. Tyler Goodson. I don't know how much you watched this, watched this game, but true freshman Tyler Goodson. He's he's a star in the making. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that the uh Iowa wide receivers did just fine. they looked fine mm-hmm. in this game um but Michigan's defensive line controlled that game they oh, controlled yeah. it for Iowa running the ball they controlled it with a pass rush So
1: the, the Iowa offensive line we expect to be very good and I still think they're they're good but this is one of the more disappointing. Performances I can remember for an Iowa offensive line.
0: Yeah, so you get back to when I was breaking down Northwestern. So for all the comments that I just said about Northwestern fans and feeling about their offense, you can apply it right to Iowa fans and how they feel about their offense. Um, I think Brian Ferentz is definitely a step up over Dumbo that was there before Greg Greg Davis. Davis. Um, But uh, it just seems to me that. It's a pretty simple recipe if you want to shut down Iowa's offense. You just blitz the hell out of them. And if you have the players to – because it's two things, okay? You blitz the hell out of them, but you have the defensive talent that can get home with the blitz. Um, Not every team has that. No. That's why Iowa can beat – most teams. Like so you think that. they were outmanned here? They were outmanned and outgunned and, yeah. and that's, that's what happened. Yeah. And I, I, it is, it is continually frustrating for Iowa fans when you know, that's the case. And there doesn't seem to be a consistent answer to that type of defensive, <laughs> defensive effort.
1: So I think, who did you pick to win this game?
0: I did pick Iowa, by the way, I, I couldn't have whiffed any worse than this. I picked Iowa to win the game and I picked a lot of points in this game. This was nothing like I thought it was going to be
1: on a scale of one to 10. Where was your disappointment in this game?
0: Um, with 10 being like the most disappointing, um, one being the, the least probably about a seven and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, the defense looked amazing. Yeah. The Iowa's defense looked great. Um, I always looked at Michigan and Penn State as a one-and-one deal. Can we win one out of those sure. two? You come back home next week. So yeah, that's it going It was it would just it just bummed me out. Why? Because I wanted to see a better game. Next one. I, I would have sure. felt way better had the game we lost on a last second play 28 to 27. Like it would have ripped my heart out, but you would have thought, what a great game. Sure. Like with a game like this, you're just like you felt like you didn't even fire a shot. That's that's, yeah. how, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. So, with the win, the Wolverines move to four and one, and the Hawks fall to four and one. All right. So, that'll get us into the Dustin Shooty Saturday Tradition rankings. Uh, got to follow Dustin. You got to log in and read articles from Saturday Tradition as often as possible. So, number 14, Ruckers. No surprise. They're. Kind of on their own uh, plane, but I tell you what, Purdue at 13 is coming on strong to be close to them. And I, Illinois I think at Illinois 12 is really close too. also right there. And boy, I tell you what, Northwestern at 11, those are four teams yeah. that are not playing well and don't seem to have a lot of hope to pull back out of it. They would have trouble fighting their way out of a wet paper sack. Northwestern because of their offense, Illinois because of their defense, Purdue because of their defense, and Mer- Rutgers because of their Rutgers. Number 10, I got Maryland. Number 9, Indiana. Number 8, Nebraska. Number 7, Minnesota. Um, and I would put number six, Iowa, the next ones on there, too. So each one of those teams, I feel like when and if they can put a game together, it's a it's a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. I would maybe put Maryland a step below the Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota and Iowa range. Definitely. I think I would, I, I would even here's how I would do it.
1: Maryland kind of alone, Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota together. And then I think
0: Iowa a little bit better than
1: those. Still a little bit. I think so. Yeah, I would give the nod to Iowa personally. Okay,
0: but again, teams that if they play well, they can beat a lot of teams in the country. Absolutely, but together have enough. Each one of them has a big enough flaw. Where it can give you a reason of doubt. Yep. Number five, Michigan State, and number four, Michigan. So I'm going to stop right there. I think those two teams are paired together. Yes. Uh, Michigan just beat Iowa, so they should be ranked above. Michigan State probably would be higher if it wasn't for that Arizona State loss. But in all honesty, they acquitted themselves pretty well versus Ohio State, so they deserve to be at five where they're at. Um, Then number three and two. I would put together Penn State at three, Wisconsin at two. I feel like depending on who I was talking to, they could talk me into those teams getting Probably. switched around. Sure, um, uh, Penn State maybe to a certain degree is a more complete team in the fact yeah, that I would trust – but- Sean Clifford. To throw
1: the ball more, more than Jack Cone at this point. But sure. then
0: again, Wisconsin's rushing attack is better. And yeah. Both, both defenses are just incredible. Yeah.
1: Although Penn State's rushing attack was coming on too.
0: Yeah. And then number one, of course, we have Ohio of State. They're absolutely nope. incredible. So maybe a couple teams you could move around here and there. But for the most part, I, I mean, there's there's nothing more. I wouldn't really change any of that there. So
1: in the the overall rankings, the AP and the the coaches poll, right? Yep. I think it's one, two, three, and, and all three of them is Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah. And I realize that Bama and Clemson have been – they're the teams to beat. But at this point, aren't you just kind of going by eye test? It's really
0: all you have. You really – yeah, and that's where how, like Joel how is, Klatt and a lot of those guys, they're putting that out there, and there's a lot of people that have been moving Ohio State up.
1: I don't um, know how you can't have them number one in the country right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when if you look at the win-loss records of Ohio State's opponents, it's very good. And what very, did, very Ole Miss good.
1: scored like 33 on Bama or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: and Clemson and has, Clemson has in not Ohio. looked good. Yeah, to me, LSU is should be very high yeah. up there. Uh, But, yeah, I would put Ohio State number one. And Oklahoma has been looking very impressive. Oklahoma looks great. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and add... Or we're going to end on a, a jovial note, okay. if you will. Um, what well, we had A month ago, maybe even more than that, when we suddenly broke out with an apple fight between me and you. Oh, yeah. Where you had the uh, the Honeycrisp. Which is obviously the, the best apple. <laughs> and, and again, I want to say... I, I'm not besmirching Honeycrisp. I just believe that Fuji is the superior apple. Okay. Uh, and then it, we we got into a funny apple fight out of nowhere. And of course, that got run on Twitter. Yep. Uh, but this Still was. Still getting run on Twitter, actually. Yes. It and actually, out. Dustin Chutey just commented yeah. on it. Uh, so that was actually, that was preseason, wasn't it? I think so. Was it so. A, during a team breakdown? think Would so. We, So, um, a TV show that I very much enjoy and watch a lot is Family Guy, and I'm watching Family Guy last Sunday, so a week ago, when the following skit broke out, which makes me Big Kurt and I wonder, is Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy- Is he a fan? Is he a fan of the Eyes on Big podcast? You guys got to take a listen. Oh, that was a rising fest. I'll just grab
1: an apple real quick. Granny Smith? What do you got, an oven in your mouth? Huh? Pie apple. It's a pie apple. I like a good red, delicious. Oh, does your mouth have a lid on it? What are you talking about? It's a garbage apple. May as well eat a Honeycrisp. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Science apple. Made in a lab with test tubes and beakers. Well, what apples do you like? Fuji for eating, crab for hucking. That's a prankster's apple. Actually, <laughs> when I had no idea you knew so much about apples. Hmm. Did you ever ask? No, I guess I didn't. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> that Cleveland likes the Fuji. He's a Fuji guy.
0: So Cleveland's my man. He he obviously has a very intense, you know, passion he, for knowing his apples. Absolutely. And I pick, thought I knew he, my apples. And he picked Fuji. And he, Honey, Chris, That's a sign. apple. It's made with them. beakers. <laughs> beakers are <and> test. <intestine. laughs> uh, Dude, how great I'll, is that? Oh,
1: it's amazing. Pa apple. That's a pa apple. <laughs> And it is a pie apple. It is a pie apple. Yeah.
0: Gritty Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would man. only
1: eat it in a pie. <laughs> Garbage <laughs> apple.
0: All right. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. Uh, this is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>